Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. Well, Sal, it's good to see you, my friend. It's very good to see you, too. It's, uh, it's a new era. It's a new era. And today, we do not have an episode of the show to go over, or even a movie we're going to talk about. This is us branching out, if you will. And today's episode, which is more of a special episode, I guess, let's call it Cobra Kai Strikes Netflix. I think this is something that we were kind of pushed to do. It's We were sort of had to do it. I mean, we, we just wanted to hang out until season three started, but there's a lot going on right now. We can go back in time last year. I, I like to think you and I were trendsetters and ahead of everybody. But the truth of the matter is, we weren't. I <laughs> discovered Cobra Kai in 2019 yeah. when season two had already wrapped. But I had heard a few things, a few whispers, and about how much I would like it personally from my love of the movie. And I didn't want to see it. I thought it would you know, diminish what the original was, the, the movie, The Karate Kid. And then I watched it and was blown away and it led me to do a podcast, reach out to you. So you were further behind me because you hadn't seen it yet in 2019, but you quickly got up to speed and you and I kind of became experts in this space, I would say. Yeah. And I just want to add that I'm not one of these persons who falls in love with shows. You know, these people that I would only call them cinephiles for lack of a better word, but they literally fall in love with the show. They watch it over and over. I'm not that kind of person. And yet, right. with the show, I fell in love. And that happened to me. I mean, I was ready to start this podcast venture. And I thought, well, why not just recap this show? Because it's, you know, it's just, it just felt right. So here we were, we, we did it. We got the show out there, all 20 episodes. We've recapped and had wonderful uh, podcast on. We also did the Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid Part 2, yeah. and we're going to do more. But you and I thought, hey, you know, season three will come out. We'll do that. The pandemic hits. It gets pushed, but I guess it was a few months ago, we kind of heard that it was going to Netflix and I kept thinking, boy, that really could be something for the show in general and also for our podcast. I just kept thinking that'll be potentially a catalyst because when I went and asked my friends if they've seen the show, I felt like I had to explain it to them, every one of them. No one had watched it yet. You know, hey, no, though they, they went back and they've they picked things up 35 years later. They have the real cast. And so, and everyone was like, oh, wow, that sounds interesting. Where can I see it? YouTube Red. It, it, it used to be YouTube Red originally. Then I think it became YouTube Originals or YouTube yeah, pr Premiere. But yeah, it, it went from YouTube Red to something else. But I got to say, it, it would appear, as much as I love YouTube, that Netflix is a bigger platform than YouTube. Yeah. I don't even know if YouTube's staying in that space, but to their credit, they helped create the show. So, you know, kudos to them, but you know, th their strength is not finding a massive audience. Their strength yeah. is what they do, letting people upload. And if they want to create a show, Hey, they did a great job. But you know, as far as um, subscribers go, there's no bigger than Netflix. So then they announced it's going to Netflix but a month before that, Sal, I love what they did with the original movies. Netflix put all three on their platform oh. and kind of primed the audience. You know, if you remember that, all of a sudden, because I was telling my friends, hey, it's coming. It's coming to Netflix late August. And they were like, oh, I guess I'll watch The Karate Kid again. And me and my kids watched it. And all, you know, one, two, and three were all on there. 
And then August 28th, it happened. One thing I definitely noticed, and it didn't really catch my eye at first until much later when I thought about us getting together again for for season three, was how much publicity was going on. I mean, I swear every day I was going onto my Yahoo homepage and there was an article about Cobra Kai or about Karate Kid or about Mr. Miyagi. There was always something on Yahoo about the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe in anticipation and in preparation of season three. It was happening right before my eyes. I didn't didn't even realize it. I think it just comes down to quality, you know? Yeah, well, you and I knew, and anyone else who watched it was a fan, as well as the creators and everyone in the show, but they knew they had something great. And season three was already created. The pandemic kind of froze that launch date. And maybe that had something to do with it not going to YouTube and there was enough time, idle time, that Netflix got involved and maybe the creators pitched them. I don't know how it got there. But I love that they're not just putting it on the platform, they're really getting behind future seasons, and that could lead to a longer life for the show, potentially. Wait, do you know if the pandemic created a pause in the post-production or just the release of season three? Because I don't know if they were still doing post-production when the pandemic started. I'm not sure about the production side. I just know that it paused the release date. I'm watching their shows like The Walking Dead and Billions, and they had to pump the brakes on finishing their season they were in because post-production had to pause. But I do not know if that was the case with Cobra Kai. It's just it didn't come out on time. It always comes out like March, April. Didn't happen because that's right when things changed in the world. Sure. And you know, maybe that's one of the silver linings. This is one of the success stories of 2020, perhaps, which is uh, there's been too few of things to celebrate, but I got to say, kudos to Cobra Kai. So, August 28th, it drops. And immediately, Sal, I started hearing from friends and family how much they love this show called Cobra Kai. And I'm like, oh my gosh, exactly, right? We know it's good. And then I was like, hey, go check out the podcast. Go check out the podcast. Yeah. And what I find really interesting, and maybe you've had this happen as well, but a lot of my friends have kids, younger kids, and it's the type of show that's kind of multi-generational. They're watching it with their kids. They're falling in love with it for their own reasons because of the connection to the original show and their own childhood. And their kids have less connection to the movies, but they love the show. It's got all these young kids in it. It's it's here and now. It's present day. And so the whole family is like around the TV and watching these shows. And typically they're so short, which is also a really cool thing. They're consuming like two a night. And just mowing through season one and two. And, I, and I've heard this from more than several friends. It's like must-watch family TV at the end of the night, which is amazing. It's almost like the Karate Kid universe aside, there was then a whole wave of Cobra Kai universe viewers. Like, for example, I just saw a recent... L- let me just create a disclaimer. I yeah. avoided a lot of press... I yeah. didn't watch a lot of interviews. I wanted to just watch the show as a fan. I wanted to be surprised when I should be surprised. I didn't want to have any spoilers. So I didn't watch a lot of press, a lot of interviews until only recently as we're waiting for season three. And one thing interesting I saw was an interview with the young cast. We're talking Robbie, Miguel, Tori. They didn't even Sam. know. Yes, yeah, Sam. 
They didn't even know about the original Karate Kid movies. They didn't watch the original Karate Kid movies. So I think that's it's fascinating. If the, if the cast themselves didn't watch the original Karate Kid, surely a lot of viewers, a lot of young viewers didn't watch the Karate Kid either. I totally. I, it's a very unique uh, property. And, and I was telling some other people about this just recently. I've never seen a classic movie then have subsequent sequels and then decades later get turned into a hit TV show but yet, it's not like reinventing it. It's bringing back the original cast in a new form. There's only one show that I would say is exactly what you just said besides Cobra Kai. What is it? Psycho and Bates Motel. Never saw the show. Okay, okay. so it was yep. a hit movie, of it, course. Yep, Psycho. Turned into a show. Okay. I didn't want to love Bates Motel. I definitely went into it with my arms crossed. I was against Bates Motel as a fan of Psycho. But you know what? I fell in love with Bates Motel, and it made me only fall further in love with Psycho. So, in a, on a, in a similar vein, you fall in love with Cobra Kai, you fall in love even deeper with Karate Kid. I'm glad you pointed out the Bates Motel and Psycho. And Psycho had subsequent sequels. I don't know if you saw them, yeah. but there was two and three. They even did a remake. So, mm -hmm. yeah, good point. Okay, back to our beloved Cobra Kai. I've talked to a lot of people, but yet it was amazing to also see the traction from our show. I mean, this has a direct impact on our viewership, downloads, streams, uh, ratings, you know, feedback, subscriptions. It's been amazing to see our fan base climb because this show is now reaching more people and more people are looking for more about Cobra Kai. But it's been amazing to see our viewership grow and I couldn't be more excited for that, which is going to spawn you and I probably doing more shows as we wait for season three to happen. No, I'm grateful to be considered as even a small part of the Cobra Kai universe. I would imagine that a fan of Cobra Kai, you watch all the Karate Kids, you watch all the Cobra Kais, you listen to all the podcasts, and we're a small part of that. And I'm happy and proud to be a part of that. And so we will probably be doing, and not probably, we will be doing Karate Kid Part 3, the next Karate Kid, the remake with Jackie Chan. We've got some other fun things in store, which will keep a secret. And, you know, Sal, with this whole thing, I wonder what could happen when season three comes out and there's this new wave of excitement for the new 10 episodes, which Netflix just drops all at once. I guess it's like YouTube had done as well for, for the two seasons they had the show. But I wonder what it's going to lead to. Does this mean there's definitely going to be a season four and five? And could there be spinoffs or could there be another movie in the works? I mean... I don't know if this property has ever been more hot than right now, which is so crazy to even say. Well, I've been delving into some of the, uh, a lot of the fan videos on YouTube, a lot of the speculation on YouTube about oh, where okay. season three is going to go and who's going to be in season three. And I think a lot of the fans know at the risk of revealing spoilers, a lot of the fans know they're going to be in Okinawa in season three, or at least people- Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they think they're going to be in Okinawa in season three. And then therefore, if they're going to be in Okinawa, who will be in Okinawa? Who else will be there? Some blast from the past being in the uh, Okinawa season Elizabeth three. Elizabeth Shue. Well, I, I saw there's a lot of speculation. One thing I would imagine if, if we are in Okinawa in season three- we may see Chosen. 
We may see Chosen. Oh, Chosen. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, somebody broke it down frame by frame. There was a teaser of season three that features Daniel getting judo tossed, thrown onto the mat, and then a voice talking to him. Sounds like Chosen could be Chosen. Wait, there's a clip from season three, like a teaser? Well, as again, I've been looking at some of these fan sites on YouTube, and one of them showed what I thought was a teaser of season three or some sort of trailer of season three. And it does show Daniel getting dropped to the mat. And you do hear a voice talk to Daniel. I do believe it does sound like Chosen. Hey, what about Sato? What would he say if he was on the show? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Sato's dead. He'd say Daniel. He'd have to say Daniel. Daniel. Of course, that Sato went away. He became super friendly, save the village Sato. So... Well, unfortunately, the actor that played Sato is dead. And if you've noticed about Cobra Kai, they don't recast the Dearly Departed. Well, they did cast Mr. Miyagi in that little flashback sequence. Well, that was sort of a body double, though, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's You know, true. when you talk about making movies or when any fan talks about making movies in the Cobra Kai or Karate Kid universe... I could only imagine it would have to be a flashback going back to Okinawa. Right. Yeah, back to the, the young years of Sato, the young years of Miyagi. Yeah, and we had talked about this on a previous episode that I would love to see flashbacks with young Miyagi, maybe young Sato and Miyagi's father training them. I mean, I, I hope that is in store. If we're going back to Okinawa, that's your time to have that because they could be any actors sure. portraying them. Yep. And Daniel maybe kind of sees that or maybe whatever it is. I want that, Sal. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. I've always thought it would be amazing if this somehow led to another Karate Kid movie. Kind of like you see Entourage become a movie or Beavis and Butthead or even Downton Abbey most recently when a show goes to be a movie. So, Well, I don't know if people would be so excited about a movie like, for example, let's say hypothetically they made a movie with um, Sam and Miguel. I don't know if, if that would be as exciting as if they made a movie about young Miyagi, as you stated. They go back in time. Instead of going in the, in, in the future, oh, they go into the past. Well, who knows? That's what I mean. Who knows where this franchise could go? Besides when the first film came out and it did so well, very quickly, what Weintraub and them were riding on Karate Kid 2 10 days later after it came out. So that was a, it was a hot property then, right? No doubt. No doubt about it. But this may be the second you know, maybe the most, but it's either an all-time high or second to that moment in time, the franchise Karate Kid is hot. Yeah. And it could lead to lots of things. It could be overexposed, much like Star Wars gets diluted because they crank out so many Star Wars shows and movies. However, there's been some good ones. Rogue One and even the J.J. Abrams were pretty good, but it spawned another show that's on the Disney Channel. So there could be a, a successful spinoffs. We just don't know. And that's exciting to me. Like, wow, it's a really pure, you know, property. It's got such good characters and I love what they're doing with it. And who knows, man, but I think it's got a long runway. Yeah, even in the world of toys, they recently released the NECA, a company called NECA, released a two-pack All-Valley Tournament, Johnny Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso two-pack. I review that on my YouTube channel. Check that out on the Salvador Los Angeles channel. But then also, a company called Icon Heroes is going to come out with some fully articulated 
all plastic, no cloth goods. The things that I, the figures that I reviewed, the NECA figures, they do have cloth goods. They are what you call Mego style figures. So these new figures by Icon Heroes coming out at the end of the year are all plastic, fully articulated action figures. And I am in contact with the, with the company and I do plan on reviewing these figures for our show and my YouTube channel. Great. Now you sent me a image of both Daniel and Johnny, and I thought those were really impressive. There's like three different heads doing different expressions, uh, different body parts you can swap on and off, which that's pretty cool. I mean, you know a lot about toys. I'm very much a novice, but I do appreciate good craftsmanship. And that, those were really nice looking toys. So, um, yes, very hot property. Like I'm saying, new toys coming out. It's an exciting time. So... I think, and I'll be on the lookout. I think it's what we need. I think I think a show like this during a time like this is what we need right now. We need something I, like this. I agree. We need something that's yeah. going to give us hope, that's going to keep us encouraged, that's going to teach us to kick ass. We need a show like this right now more than ever. I totally agree, Sal. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it was exactly what we needed and it's going to continue. This isn't just a quick thing. I mean, one thing that I got excited about let's call it March, April, was when The Last Dance came out, the Chicago Bulls documentary, because no sports were happening. And I think the world watched that doc. And it was amazing. To It was like a time capsule. You're watching the 90s and everybody was glued in because we all wanted something. Well, this show comes along at the right time and people are realizing, wow, this is really good. It's kid-friendly and my kid loves these new characters. So it's like the perfect storm. And I almost wish season three was happening now because you and I just want it so bad. But by the time it comes out, I think it's going to have a new high. And and I don't even know when it's set to come out. 2021 is what I've been reading, but I'm not sure when in 2021. We have been given no definitive dates on when season three is going to drop on Netflix. All we know is 2021. That's all we got. Maybe they'll do it back in the March, April timeline, what they were comfortable with. We don't know, but I'm sure Netflix will announce that date in a few months. As we get closer, they'll drop it. And they'll probably put the movies back on rotation because they're gone now. By the way, when they put the show alive, the movies were gone. I found interesting. I, I think I would have left them because people might say, oh, wow, look, they're, they're referencing Karate Kid 3 here. Let's go watch that. Because a lot of my friends, either they haven't seen 2 and 3 or they haven't seen them in so long, kind of like me last year. So I revisited them. And you had never seen them, right? Or you had seen 2, but you haven't seen, hadn't seen 3 until last year. I had seen all of the Karate Kid movies, particularly 1, 2, and 3. But oh, okay. but years ago, years ago in passing, yeah. I caught the bus to see the movie when I was a kid and all. It wasn't anything that it was just another Saturday to go see right. the movie, catch the bus and see the movie. But that is one thing you bring up when you talk about the the impact of of Cobra Kai. I don't think anybody expected it to be this good. I don't think anybody thought that it would be as good as it is. It is a good show, even if you're not a huge fan of Karate Kid, even if you're not a huge fan of martial arts, it is still yeah. a good show. I think the creators knew that, and I think they had to sell this vision to the Wine Travis State, Will Smith, and the property he owned, as well as getting Ralph Macchio and William Zack and everyone else on board. So I think that they... There was some belief there, maybe not as popular as it's gotten right now, but I do believe they sold them on what they were going to create, the vision, and they executed on that 
flawlessly. Yeah. I mean, if one of those people didn't agree, Sal, the show's not the same. Yeah. You know, as much as I as I brought up Bates Motel and Psycho earlier, as much as I love that franchise, you don't have a young Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins. Yeah. No, you're right. You, you know, yeah. as, as as fantastic as Freddie Highmore is, he is not a young Anthony Perkins. So here you have Ralph Macchio, here you have William Zabka in the same roles, which is completely unheard of. And then to get Martin Cove in there as well, who was just so, I mean, obviously Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita, rest in peace. If he was still with us, I'm sure he would have embraced this again because he loved his character so much. But to get Martin Cove, and then of course they got new people and they're fantastic, but having them, I mean, it was hinging on them. They could have got the rights. They could have tried it and got someone that maybe they went a little younger, but it wouldn't be what it was. Not to us, not to the older crowd, not to the crowd that grew up with it. We'd be like, eh, eye roll. We would not embrace it. But it's the fact that it's them. It's kind of hard to believe. It's just amazing that I think that's what the authenticity came through. And that's why the creators were all about the same age. You know, they grew up fans and they've made some big films and it was a, a a perfect fit. So I wanted to bring up another point that when I was talking to Ben Ripley, good friend of mine, soccer player, that's how I got to know him, great screenwriter, wrote Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal, wrote the new Flatliners movie. So, you know, we're always talking shop and things like that. And so he saw some of my docs and then I told him about this podcast and then that was a year ago. So now his family is consuming the show. He's got a young son, him and his wife, Anne and Lachlan, and they're watching the show. And every night they're watching like two episodes. And the other day, a few weeks ago now, they were driving to Malibu. And on the way, they put on one of our episodes, season two, episode one. And the family listened to it and they were enjoying it. And he was telling me, well, you guys go so in-depth. It's like, it's more in-depth than the writer's room. So the whole family was digging it. And his son's subsequently gone off at that point in time and already heard other episodes on his own. So that to me just resonated so much. Like, wow, it, it meant a lot to hear. But it's so popular that even a family can all collectively listen to a podcast about a show. And that's really neat, you know? It just, I was touched. They they took the time, they enjoyed it, and they called me to tell me about it. They were asking me questions again because we're Cobra Kai experts now. And I, I thought, you know what this reminds me of? The phenomenon of Cobra Kai now, it kind of reminds me of Back to the Future. Hmm. And I say that in a way that, I mean, it came out in like the 80s, right? Mid 80s. Yeah. But they go back in time to the 50s which was our parents' era. And I remember watching that movie with my parents. It's like, they're getting so much out of it and so am I because I like the modern day, but seeing what was going on with them. So it's different, but but it is the same in the sense that it's like multi-generational. And there's no surprise that that movie's gone on to be such an incredible film. It just has such a wide-reaching audience because it's just so cross-generational. I mean, even to this day, people want to watch it. People need to keep an eye on the toy industry because the toy industry keeps an eye on the pulse of the culture itself. So, you mentioned Back to the Future. Here we are talking about Cobra Kai. We talk about the action figures. But guess what? The company called NECA that just released the two-pack that I reviewed on my YouTube channel, they also are releasing some new Back to the Future action figures. So, here we are, 2020, with brand new 
Back to the Future action figures from the same company that brought us brand new Karate Kid action figures. So keep an eye on the toy industry and keep an eye on the pulse of the culture. When Netflix dropped Cobra Kai, what I thought was amazing was it, it went to number one very quickly and then held number one for several weeks. Because, you know, they're always rolling out new things on Friday and it's still held. And then even when it got knocked down, it hovers. It goes down to four, comes up to one or comes back to two. You know, even recently it was like still in the top 10 at eight. And then I looked earlier today and it's back up to six because it's quality. It's high quality and it's easy to consume. I'm so happy that this show went with the, you know, the 20 minute range show and not the 45 to 50 minute show where you're by the end of an episode, you're kind of, you know, you're worn out. I was watching these things a year ago on my own and going through three a night going, this is amazing because you just, it's the kind of show that this gives you enough and teases you and you've got to watch the next one. And it's so short, you can start to justify, I'm going to watch three episodes. It's like an hour. And I think that was a brilliant move for this, for them to go that route. I think it's no coincidence that here we are now where 22, 23 minutes is a wonderful time frame for a, a, a television show. UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship fights, the championship fights are 25 minutes, five five-minute rounds, 25 minutes total. If they last that long. Well, if they last that long. But I think that our brain, the modern human brain, can handle things about 20 to 30 minutes. That's about our limit. Unless it's a podcast, <laughs> which, which you can have passive listening and do things. I, I know this. And so, and because our movie episodes, Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid Part 2, they're like the movie. They're two two hours. And even our episodes, when we first started, our first two episodes were right around the running time of the show. Yeah. And then as we had more to reflect on and talk about from previous shows, our our episodes got longer. But I think audio entertainment, I think, is different because you don't require the viewer to be, you know, static. And so I think that's where audio entertainment's winning because you can walk the dog, you can work out, you can drive. So here's my question for you, Sal. Do you find yourself listening to our podcast, <laughs> reviewing yourself and us? I will listen to our podcast for a few minutes. I listen for maybe yeah. like 10, 20 minutes. But yeah. because, and the reason is, is because I will go through the entire library again. I do know that the time will come probably soon where I'm going to start at, at season one, episode one, start at Karate and Kid yeah, and listen to everything. So I know that I'm going to be listening to the podcast in their entirety very soon. Yeah. So I give myself little yeah. snippets here and there. Yes. Well, anyway, we could go on and on. I really wanted to stay on point on this episode and just kind of make it about Netflix, a Netflix phenomenon, Cobra Kai strikes Netflix. And to let the audience know that Sal and I are going to be back to do more because we're also excited. Like you've already talked about, Sal, you're, you're reading things. I was resistant to do that. I've always been resistant to do that. Now I find myself wanting to do that. So maybe we'll explore some, some theories. We'll have some more special episodes. The next movie we're going to do for the podcast will be Karate Kid Part 3. So we're going to do that sooner than later. But due to the timeline and how everything got pushed out, we, we want to be more proactive and stay excited and keep this, you know, keep this whole thing moving. We'd also love to hear from uh, our fans. 
I've seen more and more questions or comments or things come through and it's just, it means the world to us to write someone back and know that they're listening and they're engaged because I, you know, cut my teeth producing documentaries, directing and producing documentaries. So you go to a film festival, Sal, and you've been to many of our film festivals and not just the film festivals that I had created and run, but you get invited to film festivals all over the world and you can see your audience and you talk to them, you do Q and A's and you meet them in the lobby or you go to the after party, but podcasting, you just see numbers. And so it's so nice to hear like, Hey, I listen, I really enjoyed it. I don't need the pat on the back, but man, it makes us feel great to know that people are enjoying what we're putting out there because I think that we're knowledgeable And we have a lot of passion and we really have a kinship with this franchise. And I think it comes through. I definitely want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of our listeners, to not only people that have downloaded our podcast, but people that watch Cobra Kai and made this Cobra Kai as big of of a phenomenon as it is, which allows us to ride along in the wake of this thing. So you remember, I was invited by Jason Connell to be a part of this. So he comes along and says, hey, you want to be a part of Cobra Kai uh, podcast? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I, I reluctantly got, got involved. And, and now here I, here I am. I'm very happy to be here. And I really want, want to give a thank you to all of our listeners and all of our people who yes. download our, our show. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And so as we sign off of this episode, I just wanted to do something I've heard other podcasts do. I launched another show and it's called Let's Talk Movies. And it's because beyond Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid universe, I am, and beyond being a filmmaker myself, I'm a cinephile in a lot of ways and, you know, worked in Blockbuster, worked at a movie theater, really consumed with great cinema from all decades. And so that show launched a couple months ago. We have six episodes out and Sal has been on two of them. And so we've done kind of the formatting we've done on the show, in particular, the special episodes with Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part 2, is we do beat by beat. And we start with background of the movie, little you know tidbits on the cast. And then we do beat by beat of the movie. And there's even some trivia. And it's really fun. It's like a two-hour episode, typically two-hour episodes. But we've covered so far An American Werewolf in London which was the first episode, and Sal Rodriguez joined me on that episode, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a lot of fun. I mean, I I'm, I don't consider myself a cinephile. Like, I would never call myself a cinephile, but I do love movies, and I like talking about movies. So, maybe by default, I am. Yeah. You also have Cinemanesia, so there's I that. do have Cinemanesia, which is I forget things. So, if you, if you want to talk about like a franchise, like let's say you want to talk about the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise or the Friday the 13th franchise. To me, they all kind of bleed together and run together. I forget <laughs> which happened in when and we, he was wearing this mask and this one. I don't remember. But I do. I am a movie lover and I'm happy to talk about any movie you want to talk about. And it was great having you on. So I have different guests on different episodes, although Sal's been on twice. And so that's our first episode. There's five other ones, but I encourage anyone who likes what we do here to go over there and check it out. Let's Talk Movies, both by Just Curious Media on all of the platforms that you get your podcast. And as always, we'd very much appreciate you to rate and review the show 
and just keep supporting us because it means so much to us and it gives us the energy and the wherewithal to continue creating content. Yeah, definitely. We want to be interactive. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. So anybody has anything to say, any questions or comments, be sure to drop us a line and let us know how you feel. Well, thank you so much. And I guess that's it, Sal. Until next time. No mercy.